Listener Production. Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano's Dream Club. Ah, welcome to another episode of Brooke and Linda's Dream Club, where each week we pull shiny coins of moments in culture out from the cracks of the couch cushions. And this week we've found Love on the Spectrum Season 2, the most beautiful show in the world. We'll also talk to you about the problematic behaviour of some women that I guess we used to idolise. You don't idolise me anymore? No, never. (laughs) (laughs) And we've sprung a leak. What happens when big music leaks online? It happened to Lord. Might happen to you. As always, we love hearing from you on the Dream Club podcast, especially on Instagram. And Isabel, hello. You sent us such a cute picky because we love seeing pics of where you are listening from. Isabel, you're a true multitasker because you sent a photo of you listening while breastfeeding. Oh, we love to see it. And, <laughs> and, and that's, not, that's not <laughs> all. We love to see women doing what they need to do. Don't hassle, hassle them. That's right. And not only that, Isabel is also getting snuggles on the other side of her body from her woofy boy, from a cute little doggy. That actually sounds like heaven, doesn't it? A baby on one side and a doggy on the other. I just need someone feeding me snacks. While you breastfeed and... Yeah. Yeah. Also, hey to Dre, who says, Appreciation, DM. Congrats, Woofies, on an entertaining, funny and insightful podcast. Thanks for blowing it up our asses. We love it. Love the banter. <laughs> love the chemistry and the balance of topics. Oh, thank you, Dr. Dre. All right, let's get into it, Lindy. Brooke and Linda's Dream Club. So, look, Wolfie, you know that I watch a lot of dating shows. Mm-hmm. I love a love story. I love a journey to find love. We I've love love on this play. show. We love love and love on the spectrum. My favourite love story show has just wrapped up season two. So you can watch this on ABC iView. I believe it's on Netflix as well. And it's simply spectacular television. Okay, run us through the premise of it. It is a documentary about a series of people that want to find love and they're all on the autism spectrum. I'm on my quest for true love and I cannot give up on that. Finding love can be hard for anyone. You don't force love, you just let it come to you. I'll remember that. Thanks. So the beauty of this show is that it flips between really meaningful, thoughtful, poetic relationship advice and why we're seeking to find human connection, which is just an innate thing within us. It doesn't matter who you are watching this, you can absolutely agree that we want to find connection and and we want to be loved and needed and wanted. And the way that it's expressed in this show is so poignant and honest, but also cracks me up within every scene. It is incredible. The casting is so wonderful. It's people across the spectrum in all its beautiful variants. And you just, you know, I love every person that's on this show. Michael in Wollongong, I'm looking at you particularly. I don't really need to introduce myself because you already know who I am. Michael, of course. I just can't bear the thought of being single my entire life because it's lonely, it's boring, and it's also unfulfilling and it makes you feel like you lack a purpose. I can't see myself without a wife. 
There's no other way for me. He is such a bloody sweetheart. You know what I loved about it is that you see how families accommodate or like shift the way that they interact with everyone and shift, you know, their lives around people who aren't neurotypical. Mm. And I think it's such a wonderful example of the way that, you know, some people would think of a certain thing as a deficit or a disadvantage or something that's a bit difficult to accommodate. But then you see how much joy these people bring to everyone around them. And it just makes my heart swell so big because we, in my family, my nephew is on the spectrum and it is so so wonderful. It is so, so wonderful. But I think that there's always been this idea, um, you know, from the last few decades, lots of misconceptions around mm. people who aren't neurotypical um, that, you know, that it's a difficult thing or that they can't relate or that they don't show emotions or all of these like weird things, these ideas that used to circulate. stigma It dispels and like, it all. Oh, yeah. Because they're so, so wonderful. Um, and this show does a really, really beautiful job of bringing those stories to us. The other thing that I love about it, because, you know, I love love too. And um, as someone who's been, you know, on the dating scene after, you know, breaking up from a long-term relationship last year, it's wonderful to see um, this, these examples of, of people interacting when so much of the dating that we see on reality television is really quite toxic. It's so and, orchestrated. And, and it's, it's, but it's also just the really bad examples of relationships mm. and people are doing things for reasons that uh, don't line up with your own, mm. with your own values. And then you see these beautiful people who are like, well, you know, I just want human connection or, you know, I feel a bit lonely, so I'd love to be able to have a partner to do these things with. And it's actually so much more relatable. Oh, isn't it so refreshing? It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And the, the other thing is, like, when you watch this show, the cinematography is gorgeous. You really get into the, the lives and the homes and the hearts of these characters. They are, as you said, they are so effing hilarious. And, you know, every, I, I think... Every great TV show or movie or album that we listen to just serves as a lens by which we learn how to go about our actual lives. And I've learned things because of watching this show. There's this incredible relationship expert that comes on, Jodie, and she sits and gives advice as to what it is like for someone that's not used to going out on dates or the things that you should look out for. And these are skills that, honestly, every basic human should have, like, Ask questions, be curious, be accommodating, Do all you know of these what? things that everybody should be learning. <laughs> I might give Jody's number to a few of the people that I've been out with in the past. Seriously. They can probably learn a thing or two. Watch it. It's a delight. And the last episode honestly had me in tears and belly laughter from like one minute to the next. Oh. And now from the loveliest story ever told to something <laughs> that's going to make us feel a bit icky and a bit yuck because we've been idolising these women who it turns out aren't perfect at all. What? Who I tell you, you what, my right armpit's sweating just thinking about oh, it. Oh, let it get even sweatier. One of the women who we've really grown to love, and I mean idolise, we've put her on a pedestal, we've painted her in gold and turned her into a trophy, is Chrissy Teigen because of the way that she speaks about her body because of the way she speaks about her relationship, about food, about her life. She's very candid and also very kind and preaches that sort of stuff Mm. Um, until a couple of months ago in what was a very 2020 moment and the world was turned on its head 
Dun, dun. That's yeah. me doing the law and order, like dun, justice dun. is being served. Yeah. Dun, dun. yeah, internet victims unit. <laughs> and she, someone dug up a couple of tweets that she'd done like 10 years ago um, saying some pretty rank stuff to another person who was like a public persona. She came out and said, yes, I regret saying those things. Obviously, it's not how, you know, I like to operate. Um, and then all of these endorsements fell, you know, kitchen lines, uh, cooking lines. Um, Target campaign. Target. Macy's. Macy's. I think she was doing her entire cookware. Chris Jenner. She was doing something with her, which has now been pulled. So the rug has been totally pulled out from underneath her. Well, she's back on Twitter after a month of radio silence with a very, very big message. I've been sitting in a hole of deserved global punishment. As you know, and I'm just, this is an abridged version. As you know, a bunch of my old, awful, awful, awful tweets have resurfaced. I'm in the process of privately reaching out to the people I insulted. Many of them needed empathy, kindness, understanding and support, not my meanness masquerading as a kind of casual, edgy humour. I was a troll, full stop, and I am so sorry. This goes on for like paragraphs. It's like basically... It's a scripture. It's a scripture. Um... So it just, you know what? It got me thinking, Lindy. You bet it got me thinking. What did your big brat brain think? That we do really have a lot of trouble coming to terms with the fact that people evolve, that people change, and that we can think of one person as being wholesome and lovely and perfect, but can't ever imagine them being anything other than that. There's the internet. I don't know what you know about it, but it's not a place for nuance. It's not a place for... It's not a place that... um Forgives the grey area. No, it doesn't. And so I sort of, I really, really feel for her, mostly because she's had an awful year. She had, um, you know, some really, really traumatic birth stuff happen. Mm. She lost a baby. It was this terrible, terrible time. Then all of this stuff happened. I, obviously the stuff that she said is totally inappropriate and, and terrible, but I think that we need to stop putting people on pedestals without, first understanding that the way that you get to being stronger and bolder and a better person is by going through some sorts of difficult times, some sort of metamorphosis, if you will. I do think that in general, if you're a celebrity that's in the public eye, it's really hard to not land in hot water at some stage in your career, particularly if part of your personal brand is being as opinionated and cutting edge, whether it's with sarcasm or with straight up humour as someone like Chrissy Teigen, you know, or, or someone that's, that is used to getting away with being a little bit bratty or a little bit facetious, like how all the TikToks have been resurfacing with Lily Allen saying in her memoir a few years ago that her and Zoe Kravitz ended up kissing out one night and then Zoe had done an Zoe Kravitz did an interview on a late night talk show like calling out Lily Allen and kind of making bratty comments kind of back to her almost like a real life Chrissy Teigen tweet where she was yeah. being a little bit mean i just i think that it's really hard for if you're saying that it's humor to come across that way and Okay, I don't one know. thing before I think we get, if, if you don't have something just oh yeah, before we on. get too far into that, yeah. we do have to say that Zoe's saying that Lily forcibly kissed her, which is totally, totally not okay. Yeah, yeah. And we don't obviously condone that in any which way or form. But yeah. in this interview, yeah. she was a bit awful. Yeah, she was being a little bit bratty, making comments like this when the Lily Allen memoir was mentioned. Who was Lily Allen? 
Did you read the book? I don't think anybody read the book. Okay. I don't know. I see that kind of behaviour where if you want to come out and be super cheeky and super opinionated as a celebrity, you're going to get taken for a ride by an audience. It's re- it's really hard to come out unscathed and clearly Chrissy Teigen. And she says in this huge um, Twitter quote, you know, the truth is I have got more therapy. I've experienced more loss and pain. I've got more therapy. I've experienced more life. And I got more therapy. It's really hard to work through when an audience decides to see the bad in you. Do you know, okay, so I think then what we land on is that we've got three women here. We loved Lily Allen. We loved Zoe Kravitz. We loved Chrissy Teigen. We have to stop thinking that everyone is perfect and always has been perfect. And if they're anything other than that, then we cancel them and we tear them down and we make them feel the pain that they've made other people feel because it's not helpful for anyone. Mm. I'm cancelling, cancelling. I'm cancelling, cancelling and embracing the evolution that is natural in our lives. Yeah. and Linda Mariano's Dream Club. Hey, let's talk about music leaking Mm. because it's been happening, I got to say, as a music fan, more and more often these days. It could be a whole album leak. It could be a single that gets leaked. And the latter happened to our Lord, our Saviour, Lord. (laughs) Just a few days ago. Yeah. So she has a brand new song. It's out now. It's called Solar Power. It's got that real summery New Zealand feel. It feels a little bit gospel. She's got Claro and Phoebe Bridges, two of her favourite artists singing on the backing vocals, which is the first time anyone has ever sung on a Lord song with her. So it's very exciting. It's also the first taste of her third record. But, but, Brooke Boney, how about this? It got leaked on Thursday night ahead of the song that was meant to be coming out about a week and a half later. And so what ended up happening was everybody had a freak out, her PR team, her management, and they decided to push the release earlier because they hated that it had gotten leaked. So then the song came out early. Is it possible that they just pretended that it was leaked, that it was always going to be coming out then and they just wanted to like drum up a little bit of... A hype? A little bit of special hype, a little bit of attention around, a bit of attention seeking. What do you think? Is that possible? Um, What's your take? It's definitely possible. My take is that in this particular case, that's not what happened because the way that this got leaked, and there's all different ways that stuff can get leaked, the way that this got leaked was that it was put up on Apple Music and Tidal. Jay-Z's platform. Yeah, Jay-Z's platform that no one listens to. (laughs) Sorry, Jay-Z. I actually had a subscription to it. What? When it first came out because it was the only way that you could listen to Lemonade. Oh, my God. Remember? Yes. Once again, Beyonce saving Once again, using Beyonce's leverage. Mm. Anyway, so Apple Music and Tidal leaked the song. It was out for a very short amount of time and then the streams got pulled. Now... That to me says that it was a mistake because normally if songs are getting leaked in order to drum up some attention and some hype for the artists and for the singles, they are leaked via 
fun little fan forums where fans find them. Reddit things or other. And there's this incredible. SoundCloud or something. Like shattering groundswell that happens where super fans get incredibly hyped and they spread it to other people. They DM it to each other. It just, it it goes up on genius.com. The lyrics get leaked. It becomes this like spiralling snowball effect of a frenzy that fans get into so when what songs is, come out earlier. What is the context then that someone would want to leak something? Like rappers do it all the time, right? Yeah, so this is something where the opinions have changed about it in recent years. So I remember talking to friends who have had their entire laptops and albums leaked ahead of time going back maybe almost four, four five years ago and it was terrible. It was really um, the sort of catastrophe where you know you're on the phone to everybody your entire management team going oh my god this is terrible that is still years of of work yeah that's years of work getting leaked songwriters people getting pissed off when an entire album leaks however in recent years and I'm talking the last one to two years especially American rappers are leaking their own songs and the mentality is that it gauges interests it drums up the hype and you see this with people like Playboy Cardi leaks almost every song that he's about to release in the hope that it'll go viral, people will get even more excited and the gauge is to see what the interest is and if people aren't getting super excited about it, they then move their focus to another song that will become the single from the record because if fans aren't going super crazy for it and drumming up the hype and then those uber fans then stream it because they feel like they're in the know and they're part of this extra secret circle, that's an exciting thing for those artists. And so look at the reaction from people around the Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber. Exactly. So what, how long has Perfect that been example. out in the Perfect in the world example. for? And it's not still not out yet. Yes. Yeah, so almost a year ago, I think in September last year, a track by the Kid Leroy called Stay got leaked. And this has been a song that is not out yet. It's, it will be coming out later this year. And mark my words, Brooke oh, Boney wait, hang and on a Dear second. Dreamer. I'm just marking mark them. Mark them down. Yep, mark them in them. my blood. When that Kid Leroy song, which now also features Justin Bieber because a, a leak of the Justin Bieber verse on that song got leaked about two weeks ago. We when need that to rub song, a patches up in here. Yes. It's leaking all over the it's place. It's leaking all over the place. Get the buckets out. It's raining. When that song comes out, it will be, I think, the biggest one of the biggest songs of the year. Do you know what's interesting, though, is that you're right, like the people who are chasing this on Reddit. They're Uber or fans. They're, like they're, Uber ma- fans. they're min- minutia, but, but then they're pushing the mainstream. They're not the ones who are deciding whether or not it gets like playlisted or added to rotation on um, commercial radio and stuff. So then you've got like almost like a double prong hit, right? It doesn't you're, matter. You're keeping yeah. your fans happy, yeah. but you're also going to make heaps and heaps of money. And it tells you whether or not a song is truly like grabbing their fans by the horns because they get really excited and they repost it, they repost it, they DM Playboy Cardi, they're DMing all these rappers saying drop it, drop it, drop it, and that's what's happened with someone like the Kid Leroy okay, with Stay. I've got a really good idea. I'm going to I'm gonna leak this podcast. What? I'm going to leak it. Just so, one pot, not the entire season. The entire just, season would suck, no, no. but just one episode. Just this, well, yeah, because I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Or do I? Oh, my God. Oh. Um, no, I'm going to leak it. So congratulations, Dreamer, if you're listening to this early. You're a real one. Hey, congratulations, Leaker. Dream Club. If you want to, you can use a tea bag more than once. Put it in your 
planet stream. Oh, Lindy, so this is our favourite time of the week because we get to just have a little DM with you, the dreamers, the OG dreamers. Um, have a little Dream Club update. But this week, it's actually a little bit different because we went for a little stroll on Sunday afternoon enjoying some of the beautiful sunshine. Autumn sunlight, by the way, has to be my favourite kind of sunlight of the year. It is oh. so beautiful. Even more so than summer, more than spring. Autumn afternoon sunlight is a real What about winter treat. sunlight? Wait, Tate... Oh, it's currently it? winter. Oh, well, oh, winter whoops. afternoon sun. When did it? When did oh, it the get start to of the month. winter? Oh, sorry, can't get one past Tate. <laughs> Tate, our producer's just calling us out for, <sighs> for getting the seasons wrong. But anyway, we went for a beautiful walk. It was lovely. Mm. Beautiful winter sun, and uh, we both figured out that we find it incredibly hard to relax. Yes. We were laying on my couch after we went for this beautiful stroll. You had said to me, Lindy, why is it that sometimes, particularly on a Sunday on weekends, does there come with this little rumbling of melancholy that we're not doing anything, that we're not being productive, that we don't have an event that we need to host on the weekend, that we're just sitting and trying to relax? And I said... Brookie, I think the problem is that we have unlearned how to relax. And particularly if you are not in a partnership with someone or if you're not with your person there, yeah. if you just sit on the couch and blob all day it's on your own, nothing. you feel like you're really doing nothing and that you should be doing something productive with your time. Even if that doing productive thing is like, oh, I want to get, I want to read my book. And then you don't end up reading your book. You feel really unfulfilled and lazy like you haven't bettered yourself like I didn't listen to an invigorating podcast and I didn't you know go on a hike with a friend and if I'm going to be blobbing around you blob around with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or something and if you're not doing that it's like really hard to relax it's really hard to relax when you're on your own I think like the thing is that we're both used to working at really fast pace all the Mm. time I'm dating someone who's not here. Your boyfriend is in another country. Mm. And so then it's like you feel like you should be filling that time with something, you know, yeah. to like whether it's exercise or like, I don't know, going out and being social. But if we had someone there, then it maybe wouldn't feel like less lazy because then you feel like you're socialising anyway. Yeah, and you feel like choosing to sit home, make a bolognese for 12 hours and watch Love on the Spectrum at night is a beautiful activity. But when you do that on your own, there's a sense of melancholy and like a lonely. Yeah, it's like, oh, who's this, Nigel? And you go to the grocery store to buy something and everybody's there in their puffer jackets because they're all in couples. And you're like, man, this country, everybody's just coupled up. (laughs) Look at us two. Look at us. Nigel's hiking around on a Saturday, Sunday afternoon, catching the last of the winter sun before it goes down on us. So I need to, our Dream Call update essentially is that We want to relearn how to relax and we want to feel like those quiet times are well-earned and Mm. that we don't need to feel them every weekend because it's actually really important to just sit and be and reset and not feel like we're having to either better ourselves or be in the company of a partner in order to do that. (laughs) The company of a male friend. (laughs) I just want to be held. (laughs) I just want the pinnacle to be someone stroking my hair until I fall asleep. (laughs) 
shut up. <laughs> make your bolognese, you loser. Get in the kitchen and make me some bolognese, crazy. Oh, boy. Well, I hope that inspired you to lean into the laziness. We're going to be back next Wednesday, you little leaker. But until then, join our Dream Club. Hit us up on the Dream Club podcast on Instagram. Show us where you are being lazy and just being a little cutie pie that doesn't feel like you need to be productive all the time. I'm going to take a photo of myself being lazy this afternoon and post it. So I want you to hit that subscribe button. Go over and like us on Instagram. We want you to never miss an episode. So tell your friends, leave us a chuggy little review. Tag us, please. Yeah, say, hey, Nigels, we love you. (laughs) We're listening. (laughs) Don't sound like losers. (laughs) (laughs) We are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Oh, why? Mama. Mama. Oh, baby. Oh, Let's dream together, let's dream. Listener.